Yes, sir. Yo, 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 yo. We in the building. Hi. Hi. How Hi. are you? How you doing? You doing well? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, 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 I got good energy right now. You know why? Because I'm back in the time. gym. About time. I'm was, back, motherfucker. He was looking a little. Let uh, me tell you something. That old, that overweight shit. It, it, it hurt a little bit. You know, and yeah. I got a lot of text messages, a lot of making fun of me. I'm sorry. Oh, let me know what happened. August let me know what happened to you. Huh? Yeah. Let me know what happened to you. I went, I went to my annual appointment. And um, you know the where aged people go? Oh, Whatever. It was that time. Right? I'm a vet. Yeah. Okay. I'm a veteran. So <laughs> my doctor, he's African. So, you know, he don't he don't hold no. He don't pull no punches. He just be like, you know, based on your history and um, your levels, you're overweight. Mm. And I was like, whew, that one hurt. That one hurt a lot. And I came here and I was vulnerable with my friends and they laughed at me. <laughs> and then I started getting a whole bunch of text messages. That's what How you laughing. looked fluffier and it wasn't just the hoodies on the show and stuff. It was like, man, fuck all y'all. You lost a lot of friends. But how I long, should, I should. For the day. How long ago was that? That was uh, last month. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> More recent I still than the last month. Currently story. at the, you know, but I'm back okay. in the gym. I feel great. Okay. You know, man. You, were in, you know how it see, is. We, we motivated you to go back. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> see? And you know what? That goes back to the form, the my, my original point on that show, which was, hey, man, sometimes bullying motivates. Shame. Can go a long way. Shame mm-hmm. motivates. But I'm from the school where shame will motivate me. And um, we, I'm glad we did that for you. You just want me, credit. Me and the masses. You just want credit is what it feels like at this point. Hey, man, you know, I like to help my people. So who should we give credit to? Ooh. First of all, I'm bleeping everything again. <laughs> I'm glad that I have, you know, editing tools to make sure that well, I can you do know, away with the, these things. You're the magic man. But you know what? We're not alone. We're not. We got somebody uh, Somebody that was uh, mentioned to me uh, a brief time ago, short time ago. Right. Um. And I will say this, based on this person's credibility, mm-hmm. based on people they've referenced in the past, I think it's a trustworthy source. Okay. Um, I do want to shout out uh, Natalie. Shout Many of you Nat. know her as uh, Nat, Boogie. Nat Boogie. Of course, Faye, who's also here in the building. Shout out, Faye. Shout out to Faye. Shout out, Faye. I know he doesn't want to be on a microphone right now, but one day we're going we're gonna to get him here. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I've heard good things already. I was seeing good things. Yeah. I've been provided links and, uh, you know, we've never spoken before. No. So, you know, for me to be able to check out the catalog and I'm like, I think maybe within the first couple songs, I was like, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. She got a voice. Yeah. Who we got here, man? Real talented, doing big things. Yeah. So lovely Malat. Yeah. Are we pronouncing it right? No. Oh. Malat. There we go. Oh, what's happening? It's okay. He, he had to do it first. That's Somebody had to fuck up. Somebody's got to sacrifice. I crawled so the rest of you could jog. Just be I rapping. feel you. I feel we got a lot in the building. Yes, sir. There you go. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank How you. are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm good. It's Based out of day. Austin. That's fun. ATX. Yeah. I love Austin. Yeah. It's a beautiful town. It's changing, but... What has changed since the it Rona? Does, it does. It, it feels drastically. And I used to hate it's Austin. It's drastically different. I used to be up in there before Rona happened. So mm. I don't know what's changed. Everything. I'm talking. Everything's different. Everything. Wow. Like it's like every three, four months is a totally different city because there's more high rises and more new things. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. People yeah. being shifted around and there's always know, something to do in Austin. The last times I've been up there, it's been real homelessly. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, so it's like LA. A, like an army of. Yeah. I feel like LA was a little scarier, though. LA is out of control. Yeah. They are out of control with the. Yeah, well, they got whole cities yeah. of that situation going on. I think last time That's I was crazy. there, it was like, you know, the first two days I was there, there was like a stabbing, there was a hostage situation. And then there was like something else that happened with another homeless person that dealt with like that's yeah like normal, it really was, that's like, yeah, was that's like a normal two Tuesday hey, I was like that's that's a, two days. that happens down the street all the time on my box yeah that doesn't really <laughs> sound like a bad it was on one corner of the street I'm like how is all this happening <laughs> normal mm-hmm. Tuesday on Marbach yeah yep. take me back to Austin I'll, I'll, <laughs> you know we can we can handle it there yeah no uh, I will say some of these cities that I've really enjoyed the LA's the mm-hmm. the New Yorks. All these places, uh, mind you, I am a little toxic at times <laughs> because my first, one of the first things I wanted to do when I first went to New York was like, oh, we got to get on a subway train. But I want to see an altercation. Oh. Just like I see like in movies <laughs> and like whatever and there's a fight happening, I need to see this. That was the toxic side of me, I feel like. But did you see one? Immediately. Oh. Oh, yeah. I have yet to see Two one minutes. actually on a train or whatever they're called in New York. I was on them a lot. Uh, it's yeah. it's filthy. It's I would not. <laughs> I I don't know. Mm, no filth. I mean, just don't be so. You know, be prepared to you know encounter rats. Oh, and not regular rats. I'm talking about like, like the size of the bottle rats. <laughs> they got tattoos I have and been backgrounds. Very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. The rats take down dogs. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's real. It's real. Yeah, it's probably crazy. different than New York. They probably got like origin stories and. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. That is possible. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, now, but L.A. I feel I used to really enjoy going to L.A. I would ignore the traffic part. I was like, all right, I'm already going with the mentality that I'm in for this, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. And but the more I would go, I used to go every year, and I'm just like, man, like the city just not doesn't look pleasant. <laughs> it's dirty, you know. Just when you're driving into the city, you already see mad tents all over the place, like on the overpass. I'm just Wait, like, is yo, this L.A. or Austin? No, this is L.A. Okay. Austin, <laughs> I told you, I haven't been to Austin in a while. I wasn't sure. I know, but it sounded like you but were talking about Austin. But get a feeling like you like, Austin. Wait, 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 hey, wait. but from what I'm, what I'm hearing, yeah. it sounds like Austin is right there now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, when it comes to those situations, it's just like clearing them out is not going to help the situation. No. There needs to be They're empathy. coming back. There's got to be empathy involved. You got to find a solution. They're making good money. Building <laughs> shelters and what have you. That stuff can be... Well, I think Taxable. they took away one of the bigger shelters. See what I'm Austin. saying? They just so want to kick them out. Like, well, I think it's kind of a really sad situation. But I used to work around a lot of like the homeless people, mm-hmm. and a lot of them don't care to be at the shelter. They want to be in these streets. True. They they get accustomed to that life, and you know, and like for example, I've had many of people who are uh, business owners, mm-hmm. where they've come and like you know, a homeless person might say like, "Hey, you know, can you spare whatever?" Right? It's like no, but I can. Provide you work, or if you look capable of working, I would love to help you out, get you on your feet. I don't blah, know, blah, blah. And he's been cussed out for that. That's mm-hmm. a lot. That's that's like, subjective that because I'm pretty sure if you provide them options, maybe they may not use it right away, but mm-hmm. they're gonna use those. Nobody likes being intense and homeless. Oh, you you'd be surprised. Okay, some people. I think it's probably subjective, but there are a lot of people that if you if you give them option, may take the option. Possible. Yeah. This ain't for everybody, by the way. It's just certain experiences, certain conversations sure. I've yeah. had. Now you got people yeah. who, you know, it's it's not hard to make your home. It's like going to a classroom for three weeks straight. Your seat is now that's not your seat, but you've been sitting here for three weeks. So now if you you're come in a classroom it. and somebody's sitting in it, you're sort of like, Yeah. 
Yeah. You kind of been seeing me for three weeks sitting in that seat, bro. Keep moving. <laughs> yeah. So it's not hard to get, you know, used to a place, a spot. So that's fair. That is fair. But anyway, we ain't here to talk about that. No. That's what we do. <laughs> what else is good in Austin? <laughs> the food is really good. That, food, that food is Yeah, you can't really, really go good. wrong. It's It's gotten insanely pretty good. I do like the outings over there. The outing, The spots for that, like the outdoor stuff. I think that's one benefit from the past few years is that you get more of that. More patio bar settings, little bar and grills. Uh, the lounges, I like I like all that shit. All the rooftops, I love me a roof, yeah. rooftop. I do miss South by, though. It's about to be here that. in like a month. Yeah. <laughs> I've I, heard it's kind of going back to where it's supposed to be or where it was or maybe better. I don't know. We'll see. I think I think South by was so dope for like the artists. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think people appreciated it that much. Like I said, That's the true. one or two times that I went is like when you look at how the crowd reacts to certain audiences, like how the fuck you've got Jay-Z over here, you've got Kanye over here, and the people just at the shows like, yay. Like what the fuck? Fuck. Like they they're don't appreciate so, it. Yeah, they're so used to yeah. seeing it that they don't really appreciate it. I think, I mean, at least from my perspective, I feel like when I go places, there's a lot of people that we obviously have conversations with. And a lot of them are from Austin. Mm-hmm. So when we show up, we're just visitors, you know, here to witness, you know, anything we can pretty much. Because, you know, there's mo- there's so many moments, and if y'all obviously are experienced there, you know that you can go into any venue and there could be that surprise artist there. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how big that artist could be or, you know, maybe they're on their way. And so you get to experience a little something for me. Like, of course, me and my group, we appreciate that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to the the others. They might show up mm-hmm. and they just don't care. or They don't have, you know, care in the world. But for me, I that was my favorite part was you're in for a surprise at any given time. You yeah. know, and it's happened on a number of, you know, situations that we've yeah. been in. So that I could appreciate. But I, I see your point. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it had kind of reached like this huge pinnacle and then COVID happened. And then now we're kind of like, I think they've been like rebuilding to yeah, like, yeah. you know, that like really big status again, but not too big, you know. It's almost and like when you take something to, away. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like now that you don't have it. Yeah. It's like now you want it back. Maybe exactly. move it someplace else. What? I don't think that would. No, that would work. that's ours. No, nah, you need to stop it. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Conversation over. We should I'm turn your home. microphone off. Mm-mm. Come on, man. <laughs> what? South by? Why would somebody else appreciate it? They, do, they, do, they do have one in Australia. They did start that. They started South by Australia. We don't go there. I. I mean, they I got don't. You know, I have one of, one of my biggest <laughs> one of my biggest regrets. One of my biggest regrets is I underestimated what like the music scene is there. Mm-hmm. I have a cousin that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, he married. And his two sons are like big stars in Australia, uh, basketball wise. And um, he used to tell us, "Yo, come, come, come! We, they love your music down here. Just come to Australia and do shows." And me, we couldn't even fucking imagine. You know, Texas idiots. Me and my brother couldn't even imagine going out there to do shows and stuff. And then now, late years later, once I see their music scene, I was like, "Fuck, that could have been us, dude." Could've. I have heard that they have a pretty good like art scene. There, I've been told that by a couple of Australians too. They have like, a great, if you come down here, like it'll be crazy. And I'm like, every every scene. Okay, I'm not mad at going to Australia though. Music, so. fighting, any scene that they can get a hold of, they're like fervent about it. Mm. Yeah, well, they capitalize on it for sure. Yep. I mean, you got some, you know, world champions right now currently from Australia. Yep. You got uh, kangaroos <laughs> from Australia. 
your favorite. And then, fuck you, man. He has a kangaroo I, beef. Listen. Okay. Thank you for using the word beef. Okay. Just, just make it sure. I just have issues with kangaroos is all. Okay. They don't fuck with me. I don't fuck with them. I feel like I don't need to ask questions. I feel like I shouldn't. They're violent. Uh, yes, they are. Murderers. I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Murder Steven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but I, Australia, I mean, there's a lot of places I think that being one of them that sounds fascinating. I will say, me, just being out, out of fear, <laughs> I probably wouldn't go. I don't think the kangaroos are just going to walk up to you at the airport Man, and be like, I, I think Yo. everything is. I have this impression that those the animals there are everywhere. <laughs> all the killers are everywhere. Matter. All of them. All animals are gang members. Oh, yeah. my God. It, it's, it's a threat. It's a real threat okay. in, in the Australian society. Right. If you don't live in like a large half of your own, you know what I'm saying, continent, yeah. It's a problem. <laughs> That's fair. They've taken over, and even you know, don't don't come out here because <laughs> a Komodo dragon got your name. Oh my god! Yo, that's crazy. Yo, I didn't know Komodo dragons <clears throat> could crawl on walls. Oh, they what? Like on houses? What can't they do? That's wow. wild. Poisonous like saliva. Sticky. I mean, technically, huge. they are a lizard. Yeah, but I've seen them on the walls. They, I'm like, that's crazy. Heavy. I guess it don't matter. Hmm. I don't know. That's some scary shit. That that was enough that. to be like, yeah, I don't I belong do. here. I need to know more. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to go there. I'm cool. I seen a Komodo dragon put an armbar on somebody once. In real life? Is that possible? He didn't break right the shit, but he held the he held the hole. I feel like that's a crushing situation. He locked it in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You sure this happened? I might imagine it. That's why I didn't want to okay. go to Australia. <laughs> you finding more reasons to <laughs> stay away? I didn't know the fear of Australia was such a. Oh, it's a real <clears> deal. <throat> it's the real deal out here. We're scared. I Can't see. go to the beach. I we're not see. scared to say I, we're scared. I'll send you guys a postcard. <laughs> you appreciate going? that? Yeah, of course I'm gonna go. Them spiders gonna eat I, you. The people, the people are <laughs> They're so going nice. To eat you? Oh sure. The people are so nice. They're so well, scared. yeah, but the animals are so mean. I look, you know. All right, you go, and mm-hmm. there's gonna be one of them big spider camel spiders. Camel. In your, you, you don't know what a camel spider is? No. Oh, please show her. Um, I don't want to. Please show her. No, it's okay. Huh? No. Fucking nerd. <laughs> One of the big Australia you know spiders is going to be in your hotel room just looking at you. Now you no, knew better. Be you knew better, right? Yeah. I'm going to have no kangaroos, no kimono dragons, and no spiders. Look, we gave out our warning. Hey, That's it. We told you. Yeah. I will send you guys a postcard, though. If you do see one of these creatures, though, you got to take a picture and be like, y'all was right. At Don't come zoo. back in the cast. At the zoo. Why? You just go outside. <laughs> Australia is the zoo. They don't have a zoo in Australia. They <laughs> yeah. are the zoo. Yeah, it's different out there. You don't pay to see anything. No, oh, no, no, no. God. You ain't got to pay for nothing. Yeah. Oh, what? You just Kangaroos pay for, you just is riding on the subway. I mean, you're riding on the street in the Subaru. That's crazy. Oh, my God. That's a little wild. That's a little wild, man. Oh, my God. But anyhow, so tell us a little, about, a little bit about you. Um. Well, we've covered the fact that I'm from Austin, and I'm not afraid to go to Australia. Um, hey, oh. Rub it keys. in. Rub it in. <laughs> just saying. Rub it in. I'm just saying. Um, no, but yeah, I'm a. I'm born and raised in Austin, and um, I'm. I make R&B soul music, and um, I actually kind of got my start in music here in San Antonio. So it's like really, yeah. I was playing shows here. I think one of my first like real shows was at like. Broadway bar or something way, way back. Broadway oh, bar. Wow. Something like that, right? Wow. Wowzers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had dancers and everything, and I oh. forgot the dance moves, and I just stood there and sang and realized I'm going to sing. That's I'm what a soul I'm going to do. Aren't I? That's yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah. Aren't I? Yeah. I mean, it would have been crazy if you just froze up and then you weren't <laughs> singing either. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. The stage was the stage is my home. So, um, 
Yeah. And uh, I'm Ethiopian American. Holla. First generation. Um, East Africa. East Africa. Shout out to the East Side. For um, sure. I don't have an East Side drop, but you know, it's okay. East Side. There you go. Yeah. There um, we go. That'll work. Yeah. I'm really good at those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really good at drops. <laughs> I don't think you should use that. People from the East Side is going to hate that. East Side. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a chill one. Um, what else is there about me? What else? I don't know. Well, the starting, you say you start, got started here. Were you also recording in San Antonio? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, Any like, particular studios? <laughs> One Mike Studios. No. Uh, throwback, but do you remember campaign music? Campaign music. Yeah. It was a long time ago. It's okay. <laughs> Don't recall. Do no. you recall? Because you said, mm, like you had a bad. No, no, no. Like they didn't let you in. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was Whoa. a long time ago. I just kind of recorded, and I I thought I would be doing, like, marketing and advertising and music. That's what I thought my career would be. But mm-hmm. then I sang one song, kept singing, and I So you kind of discovered your singing by accident? No, I mean, I always sang. I was just hella shy. Mm. So that makes sense. I thought, you know, I didn't really have the courage to, to be a front-facing singer, even though it's what I wanted to do. I'm always like a surprise by by singers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the ones who sing for real mm-hmm. is because shots. That's just <laughs> shots out. Hey, you know, everybody drinks. What's it's all right, man? What's maybe if I, maybe if I get a little bit of whiskey, in what me, is maybe that about? I throw some shots. You never know. Okay. No, uh, but honestly, uh, I think like singers have like they're that's a different kind of talent. Like in my eyes, like anybody could maybe you know be a songwriter, maybe do lyrics, things of that sort. But not everybody has vocals like that. You know, I've I've known of people who you know have coaches. You know, uh, what do they call it? Coach, voice coaches, vocal mm-hmm. coach, yeah. vocal coach. I was gonna say throat coach, but that's crazy. Yeah, no, that would have been wild. That's that not, is that's not what they're called. That is nope. wild. That is. A, I think you're in the wrong industry. Make it hey, wet. Yo, that's <laughs> yeah. supposed to be the splash, but um, nah, nah. See, I would have said it differently. I feel like a lot of people either try to sing or feel like they can sing, mm-hmm. and most people. Don't like try to write songs. I think it's oh, rarer I mean, it's it go songs. both ways too. Um, yeah, not everybody's a gifted songwriter. Yeah, no, it's both. You know, and so, uh, but I think that when we do come across, and I'm, you know, that people who do write, sing, and, and do it all, maybe even do the the whole dance on the stage, like that's that's just a crazy talent remember, that a lot of people if can't you remember do. Your steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you remember your steps, <laughs> yeah. I've gotten better now. I've I've done my 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 work. To get a little bit better, so that's good. It's yeah. always a, a work in progress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's yeah, hard. Not, so not for the first show ever. So. so soul is my my favorite. Yeah. What what is it that that drew you to like? Who are your early influences on that? Mm, so I'm I'm I love jazz music. So that's right. really where like my soul, my everything lies. So like Ella Fitzgerald Ella. is my favorite singer of all time. There's just something so smooth and silky and powerful about her voice, and so. Like I love her, Lady Day, Sarah Vaughn. Uh, yes, Sarah Vaughn is incredible. Um, and then you know a little bit more modern. I I mean well, not that modern, but modern. But uh, but like Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston and you know all those people who just have these really dynamic voices that just like kind of make you stop in your tracks and um yeah so yeah. the those yeah those names that you just mentioned those are the few that like even if you're not really like let's say you're passing through. And it's playing, it kind of makes you stop. Yeah. You know, and even if you're on the go, and I've caught myself where I'm just like, yo, man, Whitney sounds so damn good. 
Mm-hmm. And it just it hits every time, even though I know the song, like, you know, I've heard it a thousand times. It always causes me to stop what I'm doing just to at least take a moment and just, you know, uh, appreciate what's being, you know, said through the speaker. You know, well, she was the she was literally the perfect voice. May have been the greatest voice. I can agree with that. Um, I remember being I had a um, I had a really great relationship with my my grandfather, my, my stepdad's father. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who introduced me to Ella. My dad always had me listening to jazz, but he's the one who, like, he would bring the CDs, and I'd be, like, 13 years old, just walking around the neighborhood listening to Ella. Like, it first drew me because she did these kiddish scats, mm-hmm. and it draws you in. Like, she sounds like a little kid, mm-hmm. and then she'd go into a repertoire, and you're like, how is this the same person? So I was really obsessed with Ella for a while. So you get into Ella, then you get into Sarah Vaughn and all of that stuff. So, yeah, mm-hmm. jazz is amazing. I will say, I I think... I can I can't name a you know anybody from jazz like mm-hmm. who does jazz music or anything, mm-hmm. but the amount of times I've caught myself in different jazz bars, various jazz bars, I stay there for so many hours, <laughs> yeah. just enjoying myself, like just enjoying the tunes, like every you know the bands that come and play there, like that music is so like comforting to me, where I could just sit there and I'm like, dude, I could probably fall asleep on this couch, Seriously. you know, and you know just enjoy my you know a beverage or whatever. And I will spend more time in there than if I was like at a hip hop club or something. And I, I don't feel like I'm in a rush to go anywhere. Exactly. I just, yeah. I feel like I'm right at home. Yeah. It is the, um, the blues and jazz are the quintessential American art forms. So it speaks right down to our DNA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything else came from that. And that's kind of like, it's where I get my inspiration for like everything. Because first off, like, my goal in music is to make people feel something. Like right. when you listen to right. my music, you feel something. It's not just like, it's not passive really. I mean, it is, but it's soothing. Like, I mean, yeah. not passive, but it's soothing. But like, and then like, you know, the like rap pack of like Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. Like to me, that's Genius. incredible because not only were their shows so awesome and there's only like one recorded show of them that exists still, mm-hmm. um, but the the barriers that they were all able to break, because I'm like, to be a black artist at that time, to be as famous as they are, to be as iconic as they are, like, I can't even imagine what they went through. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's just so much about that era, those artists that just kind of like, you know, I don't know, it just inspires me from like all fronts, from musically, from, you know, socially to everything. See, my... um. Keeping with soul, so I naturally, uh, the way I was brought up, I have an uh, affinity for 70s, mm-hmm. 70s culture, 70s funk, 70s soul. And, um, but then my favorite genre after that was neo soul, mm. 98, 97, Jill, Erica, Bilal, D'Angelo, mm-hmm. with Jay Dilla producing, with, with Questlove producing, which they gave birth to everybody now. When I, the songs that I've heard of yours, it feels like, there's like a new genre of soul, which is like a spiritual soul. Mm-hmm. It's a light spiritual soul that's that's really working. I was like, oh, she's part of that that wave that I really like. Mm. Yeah. It's got spiritual elements to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. I, I, even when like I played it throughout the morning today, mm-hmm. just to you know kind of get more of a feel, and I'm just like, yo, this is very soothing. <laughs> that's the only that's the main word I could use to describe it. As simple as it is, and I'm just like, I could see me like just. Playing this as I'm like, you know, going about the house or, you know, just kicking back, you know, on, on a cool evening or something like that. So 
it, it's it's very like comforting. Kind of like when like I mentioned being at the jazz bar, mm-hmm. where I kind of just like I'm just comfortable there. I can sit there. I can just enjoy the voice, the type of music, the the instrumentation that's been played. Yeah. Like it's just very pleasing to me. Love it. Thank so you. it's it's super dope. You got Thank a you. you got a good talent. Thank you. No, nah, it's not for the anxious. <laughs> it's for. It's like the difference between cigars and cigarettes. Cigarettes are for like anxious when you think of cigarettes. Yeah. Mm. When you think of cigars, That's you a, take your time. Cigar music okay. is relaxed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'll take it. I like that. Let's get with Ricky about that. He got the <laughs> top notch cigars. <laughs> he didn't give you that. Not the one who robbed him. Oh, it's like we talking a about different Ricky? Ricky. Nah, nah. So it's crazy. He has a he got robbed by Ricky and his best friend's Ricky. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how I that got works issues with Ricky's, man. There's something there's something astrological. And even about. him, I love him, but I don't like him. <laughs> I don't think I like Ricky's. Maybe. Are there like yeah, there's there's certain names that like you you could tell that dude is bad news. Every oh Kelly God. that I've ever met, I've liked. <laughs> Every who? Every Kelly. Every Kelly is good people. Is it male? Every and Kelly. Like Oh yeah. We got names on both sides. I don't know any sides? I don't know any male, but every female, just... every Ruby that I know, I've always liked her. Mm. I've known like six Rubies and they were all like fucking cool. Every, every Kevin I know is bad news. Mm. Every fucking Kevin. My dad's name is Kevin. My brother's name is Kevin. Every Kevin I know. Fuck. I know one Kevin I like. We'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> but Kevin, sorry, that's a bad name. They're they're trouble. I've known that they, they've caused me trouble. Oh my god. Many of times over the years. Kevin's are too bad. I don't know they any Kevin. You know what? Maybe maybe it's who's named Kevin though. I got three Kevins in my so. life. Immediately, immediate family. That's true. My nephew, my brother, my dad, all pieces of shit. <laughs> Damn. So I'm not off. So no, no, not not off. Not at all. At all. Not oh off. my gosh. Interesting. There's a also a. I'm trying to think of like a different. I, I don't think Josh's are good people either. Nah, I never uh, fucked. Uh, nah. There's like a bazillion Josh's. Yeah, not, that's bad. I know. I know a couple Josh's. That means Didn't their they, parents don't care about them. Wasn't that big like Josh? Yeah, long. yeah. And that little kid, little Josh, he won. You didn't see that? Little Josh? They like <laughs> gathered like a, a hundred, I don't know, a, a lot of Josh's and they had a fight to the death. See, that's, that's but you, toxic behavior. Then, what is that? And then, and then little, that's already Josh, bad. little Josh won. Some people do have names that match everything. Like my my bully when I was a kid, Demasius Coleman. Oh. Yeah, it sounds like a bully. Yeah. He's a fucking, you know he was a bully. Demasius Coleman, man. Demasius, yeah. He was, he was sure. my elementary school bully. He beat my ass in class. Oh, no. When MySpace hit. He sounds like was, the wedgie guys. Listen, who, when MySpace yeah. hit and it was like, holy shit, you can <laughs> find everybody, right? From your childhood. Yeah. I looked up to Masius Coleman Mm-mm. and he was like fresh out of jail Ooh. and he was complaining on MySpace because his girl wouldn't let him see his kids. And I was like, good, good, nigga. I knew he was going to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it coming. Yeah. His name's Demasius Coleman. You're going to jail, nigga. Oh, my gosh. That's fair. You deserved it. <laughs> There, you know, I never, I didn't think about the bully names though until you mentioned that, and I was like, that sounds yeah. screams I'm a bully. Yeah. If you ever met, I know, I know. If you ever met a Demasius, he punched for you. Sure. That's punched yeah. You. I've never met one, but yeah. that's I could imagine. Yeah. Every Demetrius I know was bad than a motherfucker. He was a badass kid. I don't know any Demetrius that didn't get in trouble. That's fair. I don't know. All I'm Calvin's right. were cool. Calvin's. Calvin. Calvin's are cool. Hmm. Crybabies? Calvin's or crybabies? Calvin's do sound like crybabies. Specific to the motherfucker, man. <laughs> Y'all used to know this dude named Conrad. I thought that was a weird name. I knew a, I knew so a Conrad. You knew a Conrad? I knew a Conrad. I know one Conrad. 
a Connor and a Blake, they're all like the same person somehow. Connor, Connor and Blake Connor are the same. And Blake are the same. They're the same people. They're the same person. Not in my world. I don't huh. know. <laughs> no, I don't think Conrad, so. Connor, and Blake are the same nigga. I promise you. Nah, because the Connor. He's cool as shit, but when he gets in trouble, he's telling. Well, you know what I'm saying. You make it. You make it for an argument now. Okay, I'm telling you. So a Connor and a Blake. Connor, Blake, and Conrad are the same person. They're all the same. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> the only Connor I know is like UFC fighter. Have you ever known a Tyrone you didn't get along with? Tyrone? Nobody gets along with you, nigga. Calvin's a crybaby. You don't fuck with Tyrones. Those are the cool ones. Tyrone, I thought was always Do, the cool guy. Are cool. there any Keishas that you like? Keisha. Keisha. That's some racist shit. What, what any, the fuck? Why do you make that rule? Anything with Isha is bad. Keisha. Oh, wow. my gosh. Why? Yeah, explain that. That's one. limiting. We're black. You're going to run into several in a week. Oh, I bet Christ. not with those rules. <laughs> you got some uh, some crazy you got rules some and regulations. Explain it to do, man. Those are some weird rules. I mean, it's almost like the the type of vehicles some drive too. It, it it screams like red flags at moments, like a Altima. That's not a red flag. A white one. That's a red flag. That is red flag. See? That changed mm-hmm. Everybody just like that. that. I, I All think it's Ultimas. more of a Maxima for me. Maxima's yeah. top of the line, like, horish oh type vehicle. Yeah. The Ultima, <laughs> yeah. if they're driving and it's any shade of maroon, cranberry, red, or black, they're cool as shit. They're probably a CNA. That is fair. They've got Shout out to my sex. neighbor across the street. <laughs> He's cool as fuck. He's probably the coolest guy on the street. We're talking about, let's focus on women here because you just ruined everything. That's fair. Because right. I said... It's probably a CNA and has great sex. And you were like, yeah, he's cool. What the fuck? But he's player. I mean, a man, a man can have that too. He's super player though. I'm sorry. He's yes, to, yes they can. Yeah. True. My, one of my <laughs> nicknames to is Toxic though. Sensei. So. Yeah, you have you ever to... seen people drive their weight? Yo. <laughs> if you're going the route I think you're going, go no, ahead. No, I'm just saying like you're driving and you're like, yo, what the fuck is their deal? And then you see them and they're like, it was like, oh, okay. It makes that, sense. That makes, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I understand elderly and I understand the weight. Oh, you're driving your weight. Okay. That's fair. Oh. So I'm not alone on this. You've seen Probably people drive not. their weight. Nah, and it's usually like a Buick. Yeah, it's like you shouldn't be in that SUV. Now it's extra. All right, maybe it's just me. But. And then there's asshole vehicles. Such as? Like uh, Impala. No. <laughs> he said Impala. Yeah. Charger is an asshole Impala. You're an asshole. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not an asshole. I'm a dick. There is a difference. People They're still want to be around dicks. Assholes stink. Oh, I thought it was the People other way People don't want to be around? What? You can't understand that, but we'll discuss that. <laughs> I just think that's... Oh. He wasn't Damn. driving an Impala. He was all the things. Yeah, he was, he was a lot of he things. Was a, <laughs> he was a, top tier. He was a mix of things. Is Hummer an asshole vehicle? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's definitely an over unnecessary flex. Especially it's not if really you're a like flex. a woman driving a Hummer. Why? Why not? That's crazy. Why? You I know have, you should not be in no Hummer. I have a Hummer. <sighs> Yo. I mean, <laughs> is jump, he, hop, skip, you wait, know? Wait, but, but what, is color, it a, what color is it? Full Hummer. Huh? What color is it? Teal. That might change it. That might change it up. So not. So it's got to be like a lumbersome yellow. I feel, if she had a yellow one, one of them. That's asshole yellow. status. Okay. Yeah. 
Like that bright yellow. I don't have a Hummer. I, I don't I don't really I ain't never like nobody with that bright yellow Hummer. I don't like bright yellow on cars in general. Unless it's a cab. It felt like Hummers That's came fair. standard in that yellow. They did for a while. Didn't they? Yeah. I think it might have been like the special edition or some shit. Okay, I got a gripe. Go ahead. We gotta come up with a we gotta come up with a segment called New Rules. New rules. Kick it off. So uh, if you see my family, you already know us. We come in mixed bags. My family is a textbook mixed bag, right? Uh, my father, my brother, my my sister are very, very fair. Um, my whole family on my father's side, very, very fair from Pennsylvania. Um, so when you come from families like that or just in our community. Are people fair in Pennsylvania? Very. Is that like a thing? Very, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Just in our community, period. But if you come from that kind of background, you always have like the uh, the color dynamics. So we play with each other all the time, right? Dark skin versus light skin stuff. But it's all, you know, it's play for us. Other people be serious about that shit. But for us, it's play. Mm-hmm. Since I'm like the, in my immediate family, I was before my little brother was born. I was the only brown skin. I took my mother's color mm-hmm. and they took my father's color. They all look Puerto Rican and Costa Rican and I'm like somehow Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> So we play, but lately, well, it's not lately, but I've noticed they've been more vocal. New rule, right? When it comes to the colorism thing and we're playing around, if you're biracial, you don't count. Do you not? You're not invited to the, the chat on this one. Wait, Why what? not? No. Explain. You're not, in, you're not invited to the chat on this one. Why do you hate Louis C.K. so much? Bro, you got to stop. You know who Louis C.K. is? Yeah. So his father is what? His Mexican. So he's like, Louis C.K. is Mexican. Like, stop, bruh. Oh, you, you didn't want him getting that credibility of no, being Mexican. No, it's, it's not that. Like, no, he's because he looks racial, like he's from Ireland. Say, you're not saying that I Louis C.K. is Mexican. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like when you're biracial or whatever, you have so much that you have to deal with. I, I can't. Why okay. would you want to get involved in that game then? You got so much to deal with. I think, I think Why you're, are you try, gonna do you're that? trying to be... You act like somebody was born like, yo, I'm you trying to be, I'm trying trying to be caught to up be in this shit. You're trying to be both sides of who you are. I don't know if you should be excluded. Could you embrace in, both, in, in both, that realm, both sides? In, in that realm and what we're talking about, as far as specifically in the black community, we're talking about people who are not like on purpose by racial. On purpose? Like, I don't okay. think anybody's on purpose. So, <laughs> I don't think anyone has So a as far as my lineage, right, <laughs> if, I, if I take my father's side, in which they're all, like, really, really fair, I could trace them back to the early 1900s. And when you look at all their pictures and stuff like that, they're all like, I don't know who was the original person that was maybe taken advantage of that resulted in that or what have you. Trust you where you're going with yeah. this. Go you ahead. understand what I'm saying? Sure. So it's like, okay, if you're, like, very recent and, you know, we're playing the game. If your dad is white and your mom is black, you're biracial. Okay. You don't get to play the game. So they got to get excluded. You're not invited to the chat. But what if you can't tell by looking at him? You can tell. I'm just saying, in general, there's some people you can't tell. Even if you can't tell, it, do you- it, it don't matter if you can't <laughs> tell. As soon as you say, listen, if we couldn't tell, if we were playing the game, right? Yeah. And everybody's ragging on each other and they're part of it. And then you find out, oh, no, your mom is white and your dad is black. Everybody's like, immediately, their, their reaction is like, oh, nigga, that don't, their immediate reaction is that don't count. Well, I never, You're biracial. We're not talking to you. You're not part of the conversation. Is it like an enhancement? 
No, it's not an enhancement. You're just in a, you're in a different. Are you just mad because you're not part of both worlds? Why would I? Why, that's a struggle. I don't know. I'm just that's, trying to that, figure you out. That's a struggle. No, it just doesn't count. We're we're in a chat that you don't belong in. That's all. It's kind of racist. <laughs> Proud of my things. I'm like Samson. You know what? If it makes sense <laughs> to you, we need to help you grow out of your racism. <laughs> then it's not racism. You are racist. It was exclusive. It's not. It's not racism. It's. You're, oh, that's what you're ah, That's racial gatekeeping. That's what you're doing. No, oh, I'm just, no. I'm just saying doing. it don't count. It, it, it don't count. I'm sorry. I think you need to learn to accept. Listen, everyone. if I'm having, if I'm having, if I'm going back and forth with uh, what's his name, Damson Idris, that was on. Hey man, Tristan Thompson can't. Not Tristan Thompson. What's his name from? Uh, yeah, Tristan Thompson from the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You're not invited to this fucking chat. We're not talking to you. This is between us. This ain't got nothing to do with you. New rules. You're racist. No. <laughs> biracial people are not in on the light-skinned, dark-skinned stuff. Because it's light-skinned, dark-skinned, black. No, not you biracial. want to keep them out. That's what you're doing. The new rule is That's racist. Race, racist. Oh, God. <laughs> well, we, hey, you, I'm need, not, you, need I'm not, through, you need to get through this. I'm not mad at that. No, I'm just saying. Brown right I'm, I'm speaking. <laughs> I'm speaking for... I'm just speaking for like, this has been the growing sentiment within the community that like whenever we're playing a game and stuff, somebody will chime in and be like, wait a minute, aren't you mixed with this, this? And be like, yeah, you don't fucking count, dude. Stop saying you're red bone. You're biracial. It's not the same thing. You don't count. I don't know. I think you need to learn to accept. You need to grow out you of this uh, gatekeeping you know racial, racism you have. We don't know on. anything about Venezuelans, right? El Salvadorians. El Salvadorians. <laughs> it's the same thing. You see, see what I'm saying? See, this is that racist shit I'm talking about. It's the about. same thing. Nah, this is that bullshit. <laughs> see, every time we come on the show, I'm a different, I'm a different country no. now. No. I represent a different country. Come on, man. Last week I was Ecuadorian. Oh god. Today I'm Venezuelan. We know what we what but y'all said y'all just became just, friends like a day ago, right? I just so. don't see the difference. <laughs> Ecuadorians don't eat octopus. Octopus is delicious. Nicaraguans don't eat. Octopus? That's the best way you can say it. That's crazy. Did that feel racist? Yeah, you should. You should not be allowed to say that. Ever. Did I? S- that sounded bad. Hold on. Did that feel racist when I said? I'm not gonna lie. When I finished saying it, Nicaraguans. Yeah, that when I when oh, I finished saying God. it, what is that? It kind of felt a bit off. Nicaraguans. Ooh. Yeah, that sounded. That was wild. Oh my god. You need to reevaluate yourself. I really put the nigga in Nicaraguans, oh, didn't you, I? Yeah. How do you say it? I don't say it because you don't want to say it now because you're scared. Say it, man. Say no, the because word. now I'm questioning how I say yeah, it. Yeah, I know. But it doesn't sound aggressive like the way you how did. How would you say it? Nicaragua. Nicaragua. No, no. Say the people. Say the people. All right. Put the ends in it. I don't know how to do that part. I like the way she said it. Screw you. Of course you did. <laughs> Nicaraguans. Ooh, oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, just stop. Oh, I, okay. Right. It's the it's the be it's the beginning Hold part on. that you're pronouncing yeah, it like it's that. The it's the beginning. That's hitting a little. See, because I you say yeah, like, just, just go, just. Hold on, keep, I'm yeah. gonna get this. Yeah. How do you say it? Nicaragua? Why? Why is it now, different from what I'm how saying? I say? Nicaraguans. Nicaragua. Uh, nigga, don't With fucking Spanish. Yeah. Don't roll that shit out so everybody. That's how it's technically no. supposed to be. No, see what everybody excused it. Now he's trying to like gatekeep my Spanish. As soon as he Spanished it out, everybody was like, we're cool with this. Nah, fuck that shit. Why? Nicaragua. You, you, you did that to the light skins? Yeah. No, I didn't. You. I didn't. I didn't Spanish <laughs> out the light skins unless they're mixed with nah, Dominican. But you, you kept people out. 
based on something they were in your eyes lacking. And me, now let you're let lacking you Spanish. This. Let me ask you this. And I'm asking you this too, right? I'm asking you this too. So we're having a conversation. We're in a group, right? And somebody goes, we're, we're talking about hair and stuff like that. And then they'll go, well, you know, I don't, I, don't have that, I don't have that problem because, you know, I got that good hair. And then you find out they're half Dominican, half black. Oh. Does their opinion now count still? You're reaching. I think there's a thing called foundation black. And foundation black is people who are of slave descent. And when you do that, Sure, but we're talking about hair. Well, so what I'm saying, when you do that, foundation black is a certain culture. And oftentimes... Foundation black. But so therefore, I hear what you're saying. You're, we're talking nine ether, though. Well, so yeah, I'm saying on that level. So there is a cultural thing of foundation black. You have to protect what that is. So mm-hmm. when you do have people coming in from other sides being like, hey, I get you, well, it's a little different. Right, but hair-wise, well, explain. You, we can say that nine ether is different from a different type, like a Spanish, hey, uh, Kai, Dominican. But yeah. for those who can't hear what he just said, can you kind of summarize? He was like, yeah, uh, "Foundation black is when we're trying to protect a certain idea of blackness, sure, and not including other well, people." No, I'm saying foundation black is to where you've got the black community is very multi. You know, you've got mm-hmm. right. Throughout the diaspora. But there is a, a group, especially here in San Antonio, that is straight up and tight slave descent. Yeah. And that, right. And that is a real culture, and that often gets erased. And so when people try to hop in, based on what you're saying, it's easy for us to get forgotten. Mm. Right. And our explain that again. Another summary. Yeah, why don't you explain it? Go ahead. <laughs> Sounds better from you. <laughs> just scoot up. <laughs> just scoot up. And he didn't want to talk. Yeah, no. But you do know what I'm saying. But you do know what I'm saying. I, I hear, There's I hear, a I hear. difference. Within the hair type, between like, nine ether yeah. and other hair types. So it was like, if you're talking to us and you chime in, well, I got that good hair. And we realize, oh, you're mixed with another different. You don't count. You don't count. That, that yeah. I kind of feel that one. A little bit. Uh, the, on the hair. Yeah, but he, he agreed hair. through reason. Y'all <laughs> just disagreed because you want to disagree. <laughs> nah, because you want to be playing games at home and then you want to be like excluding all the light skins. That's not right. You didn't have to I, do that. No, 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 no. Hold on, no. <laughs> he twisted everything I just said. I said, I said that biracial doesn't count when we're playing a light skin, dark skin game. I said that biracial doesn't count when we're playing a light skin, dark skin game. Okay. That's all. That's my all. wife is super fair skin. Unfortunately, my kids at this point. Damn. <laughs> I did I I wanted. Why are you always dissing your children? I wanted my I wanted my my brown baby, man. But I'm fighting my wife's skin tone, and it is a losing <laughs> battle. But I didn't know that it was going to be like this much of a losing battle. When they were born, it was like, oh. but And then, you know, they'll take their color later on. And then you're watching them, and they're like, no, they're not. <laughs> I've been teasing my brother and my sister and my dad, and it was like, I'm contributing to the problem. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Now look karma. at you. My mom always said it was karma like that with kids. Like, whatever you tease people about, she always told me, well, you know, I'm not yep. going to tell that story. But she, nah, she we said, now. Go no, ahead. I'm not telling that story. The worst it is, the now nah, you got to tell the story. Yeah, you got to go you all gotta the way tell Okay, well, there was this lady in the village, and she would always make fun of her neighbor's child because her child had, like, disabilities or whatever. And she would just sit there, and she'd make fun of this child all the time. No, this is horrible. So and the child should have got you to tell the story. And then, this is horrible. Wait, well, but the child, I'm the child it, was disabled? I'm making it nicer, yes. The, the one that the, she's making fun of? The one that she's making okay. fun of is disabled. And so she's like, oh, your child, look at your child. Oh, my God, how what, how horrible. That's crazy. And then yeah, she wild. has a kid, and then, like, her kid has, like, like oh. a bunch of problems. 
And so my mom was always like, don't, don't, you know, you can't shit on other people for, yeah, no. For God, the kids? Not, huh? You can't shit on their kids? No, because then you get your karma back. Well, I definitely got my karma back and I spent most of my life <laughs> going back and forth with my family members. And now everybody's just looking at me when I went my son. They're just like, I just badmouth bad kids. Mm. I don't like them. My kids are bad. I don't know them. Okay. How old are they? <laughs> six and six and two now. Oh, yeah. I'm sure my, my, my two-year-old is Mowgli, where the wild things are. <laughs> <laughs> These kids are just horrible, man. He's just discovered his new power, which is I can jump off the bed and a couch and land on my feet. Oh, no. So now it's like we cannot stop this kid. He just jumps off of everything. He just jumps know. off of every, And you're just scared oh, you for his life. Yeah, but yeah. he don't care about nothing. No. Mm-mm. It's not it's until something really bad happens. Like they really he just hurt themselves. discovered his nipples, which is bad because he walks <laughs> around doing this in public and it's like, baby, stop him from doing that, please. No. Were these some of your behaviors and characteristics? I didn't have those issues, no. You're perfect. And even No, I had a um I had a Kevin for an older brother. Okay. And he's, oh. and he's one of those... He's the asshole one, right? My, my older brother was the leader of every neighborhood we lived in, and we lived in a lot. And he was one of the... Have you ever known somebody, and I mean, think about it, completely fearless? Yes. I've known three, and they've always all ended in jail. Oh, Damn. Because they're fearless. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It tracks. That kind yeah, of fearless. What rules, I mean, okay. what rules apply to them? They, they don't fear anything. Fearless, reckless, either one. Fear isn't necessary, <laughs> like, somewhat of fear. You put your hands out towards the fire. Yeah. You feel the heat, pull your hands back. Yeah. That was a smart fear. Kept you from being burned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they, if you're not They scared? stay with the flames. So my brother was one of those guys that was like, fuck it, we're just going to get spanked. It'd be over with. Mm. Like, nobody thinks like you. <laughs> nobody <laughs> thinks like that. Mm-mm. But we knew if we did the shit he did, he was going to be the one that got in most of the trouble because he's Kevin. Oh, no. Oh, poor Kevin. So. Dang, Kevin. So no, he, I watched he, he's him. He's fearless. He doesn't care. So I watched him, and as the as the younger one at the time, you watch all the mistakes being made. You're like, nope, I'm not doing none of that shit. I'm going to be sneaky. I'm not fearless. I'm sneaky. Mm, understood. He's like, you get yeah. smarter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, he was a better boxer. Oh, yeah. Who was the better boxer? Nah, nah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> oh, no. Nah, we're not going to do that. I think my brother is a better street fighter. I'm a better boxer, but... He got the better of me in most of our fights, but were there weapons used? My shirt. Dang, just pull it over your head. Listen, or? man. <laughs> <laughs> One time before his first marriage, like a day <laughs> before his first marriage, we went to go play basketball with family who came down. And I was having a bad day. So I wasn't. Were light skins allowed to play? He was. All right, just making sure. So we're driving home and he's got a whole lot of mouth. Oh, I'm already having a bad day, <sighs> right? Sure. I wasn't winning anything. I don't feel like hearing him. And he's relentless. So I'm sitting in the seat. I'm like, hey, yo, shut the, shut the fuck up, bro. Or what? Stop the car. It was like, what? Stop the car. Stop the car. It was like, fuck it, fine. We get out the car. It's time to fight. I don't think that he felt like I was going to hit him. So I stole off on him, right? So we get the rumbling in the street. He grabs my shirt. He pulls my shirt over my head. At this point, I'm like 119 pounds. Pulls my shirt on my head. We go right into the curb. I bust like my lip exploded. 
We're about Whoa. to. The wedding is tomorrow. We got to take pictures and all of that. Your wedding? His wedding. His wedding. Okay. Oh, so you don't matter. We went home. <laughs> I'm the best man. So? So we went home and we weren't expecting his wife to be there. So as soon as we open the door, his fiance is standing right there. And here I come in with my lip all messed up. And she's just looking at us. And she already knew. I, her look hurt like a motherfucker, bro. Like, Why does that sound like f- that scene from Atlanta? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was quiet as shit in the car. Stop the car. Did you feel like you let her down? Because it was your yeah, fault? Yeah, everybody, everybody. As soon as she looked at us, it just you just put your head down like, fuck. I'm sorry. Do you take full responsibility for all that? Nah, he should. Why? You started a fight. You stopped the he car. He started it. You said stop the car. He didn't have to stop Violence the car. Violence is never the answer. He's oh, my dude. older brother. He didn't have to stop <laughs> the car. You don't want to take accountability, Bro, though. I swung on him. You pulled my shirt over my head. This ain't hockey. What the fuck kind you of shit is that? You told him to stop the car. That's some shit Blake Connor and Conrad would do. <laughs> Conrad. I wonder what Conrad's doing today. Kevin suck, but that's just... Not all Kevin. I know one good Kevin. We'll just say there's one good Kevin. Okay. Okay. And we're not talking about your brother. Okay. Fair. Well, <laughs> anyway. So we've gone from... Racism. Racism. To racism. To whore vehicles and bad people vehicles. Bad names. I didn't say whore vehicles. I said one. Yeah. I said you the had a, you had a, you I said had the maximum. A, you had a bad experience and you put it on all cars and all no, women I just that have drove eyes. the cars. <laughs> what are you talking about? I see who drives. I happen what? to have liked women who drove Maximus. Yeah, and all. And I know some of your past. <laughs> I'm not impressed. <laughs> Is nah, that fair? They, they weren't terrible, man. That was like you the didn't think vehicle so at, the time. at a certain time. Altimus and Maximus. Yeah, if you caught a chick that was, that's like meeting a chick now that's driving an Infinity. It's not that bad, man. They drive Infinity still. <sighs> The what model? I know. I'm like the SUVs, not that bad. Yeah, the SUVs. Oh, yeah, that's you know fair. What I'm saying? That's fair. But the cars. They're not driving Infinity cars. You know what? If they were driving a Corolla, that's not good. Either. If they were driving a um, what? It's Camry, practical. It's practical. No, but those girls are firecrackers. No, the, them, the Camrys and the Corollas. Nah, we weren't fucking with them. Yeah, that's bad. That could be bad My news. My best friend had a Corolla. the Civic girls. <laughs> That's the wild. Civic Girls. I married a Civic Girl. <laughs> I know well, you know what? It could be it could be Not bad, or it could be somebody who's like striving to don't doesn't care about what they drive. She was, but I knew there was a problem. Like when I was <laughs> there was some issue when right? I was driving with her in the Civic, and she's all hard, and somebody would do something. That was standard, and then she I know, she was, I was a, say, she was to immediately accelerate and stare at you, but can't fight Civic driver. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm sitting Jesus me. I'm sitting in the passenger side like this. You scared for oh your life. Yeah, like what's your fucking deal? Yeah, so you were concerned. I was concerned and a couple times I had to get out the car and confront somebody and come back up like, stop doing that shit. Cause you can't fight and I gotta fight for you. Stop doing it. You, you do have these habits of getting out of cars. Well, those were the dicks. Maybe we can't do that now, but back then you got out the car. You don't do that now. It was a look. You got a problem? You got a problem? Get out the car. You're in trouble. Then you're yeah, in trouble back that was then. A, come on. Thank God for growth, right? <laughs> I mean, sometimes I wonder if he's still holding on to some of those things. I drive. I can drive now. I'll, I'll drive. Yeah, but I don't know how you get when you're mad. People don't do that no more. You just <laughs> he look gets at them. You get out of the car. You just look at them. They ain't got it. You just do the look now. I look at them. You don't. 
put the effort of getting out of the car. I don't have to. Smacking the hood of the other to. car. Okay. Sometimes you make like you're getting ready and they're like, chill, bro. I was like, oh, okay. All right, because you were. Okay. I know, dude. Come on, man. You need help. Right there. Right there by that uh, dag on Wendy's. I got a hit and a hit and run. Mm, that sucks. Why were you at Wendy's? To get burgers. This was a while ago. Long ago. Let me be truthful, right? I'm going to be very truthful. So my wife had these pajama pants, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really fucking comfortable, dog. So I put wear- them on. You're wearing them? Okay. They're hot pink. Too. Are y'all the same height? No. Okay. She's like uh, five, six. So okay, two inch difference. They're really fucking comfortable. Okay. I put them on. I wear them around the house. But I went to go get some Wendy's, not expecting on a hit and run. So I'm pulling out, and this guy's coming straight at me, and he just ran. I'm like, fuck. I get ready to get out the car, and he just drives off. I gotta, I gotta call the police to report what just happened. Were you in the civic? No, I was in mine. Oh. I was in mine. So I gotta report it to the cop, and the cop walks over. And he looks, he goes, nice pants. And he goes, I was like, fuck. Why did I have to do this in these fucking pants, man? That, that, that should have told you that you were stepping out wrong. <laughs> You're saying it's my fault. Yes. Most of these stories, I think, are all your fault. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Oh, gosh. I brought that on myself. Do you have positive stories? Yeah, what are you? Because this guy. Yeah, I got plenty of positive. Life, life is too hard life to not happens, be positive. Man. Life is too hard we, to not be positive. Can we positive. have a change Come of on. pace here? Let's hear something positive. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just a negative being. <laughs> At one time. At one time. As long as, hey, as long as you're growing from that. Growth. That's Growth. what we need. Growth, progress. Progression. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what uh, life is. Switching back to the to music. How how have you how do you feel that you've progressed throughout the years? Like from mm-hmm. you know maybe starting out doing little shows here and then kind of expanding. I think I I mean I used to black out when I was on stage. Like I would not remember what I That's sang. That's really or a thing did. for people, right? It's a thing. But the way she said it, I was like, wait a minute, like faint? No. Oh okay. No. I just zone I out. Be, you just, yeah, you zone. I would be there. Mm-hmm. Out of I'd body. Do things and then I get off stage and then I finally come back to come and back I to cannot yourself. remember. I could not remember what I did, what I sang, how I moved. I could not remember a thing that happened. You just completely switched to performance mode. Yeah, Yeah. out of body for like a year or two, I think. And then it finally was like, you know, and then there's my growth and progression. And now I'm like, I'm like fully present, which is great. And I wonder how that happens. Nervousness? Yeah, severe. Just the shyness. Severe. You're just sort of severely nervous. Disassociation, right? I think so. I think that's what the psychologists call it. So. It's like the same thing. I think that's what they say. You're driving and you're thinking about something, and then you pull into your driveway, and you don't know how you got there. Oh shit! You got to get out and look at the car. Like whoa! Yeah, sounds like a late night. Did I get here? But at least that's like a. That's like a. I don't know. I feel like you're still a little bit more there than. Not me. I I used to leave work and then pull up in my driveway and then be like, "What the fuck?" That's true, though. That is true. It is kind of similar. Yeah. Just auto, you're on autopilot. Yeah. That, I think the only time that I was autopilot was back in my drinking days. And I don't miss yeah, those. That's not called autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> that is not autopilot. I think that's something different. <laughs> that's neutral. That's like, I don't know. <laughs> you say I was Mr. Bel Air. That's crazy. <laughs> I was not Mr. Bel Air. 
that's, that's no, it, it takes a minute. It takes a minute to be able to find yourself as an artist. You're gonna go through about three or four phases. Oh, at least for sure. You know what I'm saying? I feel so, like it constantly changes. It's like getting more confident with what you write, getting more like open and vulnerable, learning how to like speak to people. It took me a long time to even say, you know, what what do you do? Oh, I'm a singer. Like it took me a long time to be like, yeah, that's what I do. That's right. who I am. So I do feel like uh for me performance wise back in the day was too much thinking on stage. Mm, that'll kill Where, it too. Yeah, that's the opposite. Like I would still be doing what I'm doing, but like I'm wondering like, do I need to make adjustments while I'm here based on crowd reaction or something? Like I would think about stuff like that. Um or if I'm on stage with other performers, I'm like always paying attention to like where we're stepping, where we're moving. Yeah, that's Yo, way and we're gonna trip over a cord because mm-hmm. this place doesn't have wireless. Like I'm thinking like all kinds of like random shit. Yeah. And um, I, I was a complete opposite. You didn't think at all. I didn't think at all. Yeah, I was oh like God. I was like crunk crunk. I was take <laughs> shirt off, jumping crowd. Like I feel the music. Yeah. To the point where it was like I forget lyrics. Yeah. Because I'm too busy being engaged. And if I see their pump, like I'm feeding off your energy. So I jump in the crowd and everybody's like, what the fuck? See, he's like but the... But that's the hard part. You got to find the middle road between yeah, you... those two. Like they're both necessary, but you can't be up there like... You can't forget. Yeah. I come so, backstage and I was like, it's a good show, way. right? But see, yeah. Kai, like, you forgot your lyrics. Kai is like one of like the best pins, best lyricists that I know. Yeah. Somehow. But I would never want to see him perform. <laughs> Ever, I don't perform what? like that no more. It's no, not I, like 2006. No, that's, that's the whole image I have of him is like, I don't want to see this dude ever perform because it's probably going to be out of control and ridiculous. Oh, my God. Uh, just just record it, and I'll just listen to it. <laughs> it is funny. That's enough for me. For people who've known me long enough to see the two different extremes. Now it's all cerebral. Yeah, yeah. It's all pen. It's all thinking this and this and this and this. But back then it was like, I was a lyricist who was way too crunk. When it came to show, I already didn't like shows. I'm backstage, like, I'm getting pumped up. I'm pumping myself up. And then I'm like, hey, how did I start that first verse? And they're like, oh, shit, don't start this. And then the music comes <laughs> on. When I get out there, it all comes back to me. Yeah. But then I find myself in a crowd somehow looking up at my brother. And he's like, get up here. Like, shit, I don't, even, I don't even know how I got down you're like, here. You're like a child. Bro. What are you going to do? The fact that you got to be given direction while you're in performance. Hey, man. It's craziness. Oh my gosh. No, uh, finding that equilibrium is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, once you're able to do that, and then, you know, I always have to tell myself, it's like, it's either sink or swim whenever you're on stage. You either do sure. it or you don't do it. You you get the lyrics or you don't get the lyrics. You get the notes or you don't. And so the the most important thing is to feel it, but to have enough control that, you know, you're not going to. I think awesome. the curiosity for me, because I think it's a lot harder to maintain uh, you know, you're breathing when you're a singer opposed to like a rapper. Oh, yeah. Um, or it depends, I guess, on the style of rapping. Style of rapping. But, style uh, of rapping, yeah. for sure. Uh, like, do you ever find yourself, or like, how long did it take before, you know, because I'm pretty sure early on it was a little harder to, you know, kind of learn how you're catching your breath and things of that sort. Did you like gradually like improve well, like, like over time? So I started off in choirs. I was in choir from like fifth grade through the 12th grade. So I spent all that time there and they teach mm. you so much about like where to breathe, how to breathe, how to breathe from your diaphragm. And so I actually think I breathe kind of weird because I've been breathing that way since like the fifth grade. And it's like breathe like that normal. Yeah, it's really <laughs> I crazy. feel like I breathe a little weird. But um, but 
like you, you have to learn, learn all those things in choir. So I was able to, you know, but I hated choir. I won't lie. I loved it because I got to sing, but I hated everything else about it. It's um, probably the type of stuff you have the to type sing, of stuff, right? Yeah. They the made goofy me sing. dresses. The, the, they used to call them, our school color was like green and it was like, Ugh. they would call it the Olive Garden napkin dress. The guys would always make the, fun the, of us. The choir girls, when oh y'all used to God. do shows, y'all look, it was horrible. y'all look like a cult. Y'all look like horrible. one of the cults in Texas. Ugh. Jesus. They're, they were, they were really bad. But yeah, like, so, you know, you, you learn how to do that there and then you translate, tr- being able to translate what I learned there into the type of music that I wanted to sing, the type of music that I wanted to create mm-hmm. was a little bit difficult, but it helps so much where it comes to like vowel shapes and like phrasing and like crescendos and dec- like all those things that I thought were kind of corny back then actually mattered. Like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. so much. And so because of that, you know, I, I feel like I was able to kind of, I'm able to navigate singing a little bit better. Yeah, than, it helps structure you for yeah. what was to come pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's super dope. It's good to watch. Like, um, like you watch R&B singers, they start off with the glasses always. They're always wearing shades. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then that progresses into singing with like one person in the crowd that helps until they become comfortable. Like, but that usually comes from the more control as an artist you get, the better you get at it. 100%. Mm-hmm. If you are not like in controlling music, it don't matter how many, like you can maybe perform better through the years. But the more and more you get control in the direction in which you want your music or what you're trying to portray, mm-hmm. the more comfortable you are on stage. Because like this is closer to the authentic me or what I want, so I'm better at doing it. That's kind of that speaks to kind of like what I had to tell myself when I was like when I finally started coming to on stage and I was like, okay, I know I'm here, I know what I'm doing. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not, you know, blacking out on stage, um, not falling over, but blacking out. But um, I, I told myself that I need to do every show like I'm like I'm performing in the mirror in my bedroom. And if I don't like get to that level of comfort, then I know that the show is not as authentic as it could be. So mm. that was kind of what I would tell myself before every show. And then now it's kind of like, you know, second nature. That's just kind of how I move on. I would, I would think at this point in some of your shows, you are meeting people who are authentic fans and singing your lyrics back to you. And that definitely helps. Oh yeah. Oh, with the when they sing with you. Oh, I'm singing to my people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've had shows where people like dress up and I'm like, why are you dressed up? And they're like, Oh, cause we're dressed like you. And I was like, Oh damn! Yeah, that's crazy. Oh damn! Yeah. You dressed up. I didn't think about that My part. show, because you 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 fit the vibe. Like you dressed for the vibe of my stuff, and that like and the lyrics and stuff. Obviously, that's what you always want. But that, yeah. I didn't even think about people dressing. You know, and that makes it like for example, like when you, I mean, I guess for the casual, like if you go to a show, right, to mm-hmm. to watch a show, and uh, you know, if it's just a local show. You might not really put the the effort on finding a the proper attire yeah. or like a decent attire to go. You just you going you're going with comfort, right? But then if you go to like, you know, maybe a bigger show, like, you know, a bigger artist, you change your appearance. You know, you dress a little nicer, maybe. You know, maybe you decide, oh, this ain't just the local show. Now I'm taking a day with me. You know, mm. you change up how you do it. So I didn't think about the presentation on how, you know, how you're presenting yourself. And then people are like, oh no, we're gonna see her. She's not just a local to us, you know. We're we're going here. We got it. We feel the need to dress up, and that that's got to make you know 
create a different kind of feeling for oh you. Oh my God. I was like, oh, I didn't even think about it until she said it. One of the girls said it and I was like, oh, I love how you're dressed. She's like, oh, it's your show. And I looked out and I realized that there were more of them. There were yeah. more people who were dressed. Dressed up too. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't even you think create, about this. You part. created an aesthetic. Yeah. I wonder if somewhere out there that like backfired on somebody. I'm sure. Like, like what if you, <laughs> it has met, to. you met your favorite star and they were like, look, I'm dressed as you. Like, I don't look like that nigga. Oh, actually, yeah, I've seen crazy. that. Like, oh, whoa. I've seen, hello. Oh, you're I've good. Keep going. Okay. You're good. I've seen that before. Um, like those, those, <laughs> I had a friend who looks like an artist and he like went up to Like him in the face, like identical? Yeah, they, he just looks like him. Mm. And so he like went to the show and was looking like him and he was like, yo, we look alike. Everybody tells me I look like you. Let's take a photo. And he looked at him and he was like, no, get away from me. It was just oh, like shit. the biggest asshole. There's, Okay. There is, to me, I think there should be a certain level of performer and fan etiquette. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Some people fan out. Some people can't help it, right? So they kind of get a little overexcited. You know, they start raising the voice a little bit too much. They're like in the performer's face when they get the opportunity to. They start, they get to touching. So it's like they don't, not everybody's fully aware of what the etiquette is, right? But I think that some people... you know, depending on the situation too, depending how big the artist is, if it's just a small show, maybe you can deal with one or two people putting a hand on your shoulder, mm-hmm. right? But imagine for like, you know, when you start to grow from that and now you got like large groups of people, you can't just have everybody just running up at you because you don't know everybody's no. intention either. Yeah, no. So I, you know, and sometimes I think as a fan, whether you're in entertainment, singer, rapper, athlete you know uh that there needs to be that kind of awareness not just from the artist to understand what positions to put themselves in but for the fans too i think they don't always realize like when we're overstepping i don't i don't i don't know i i think that certain stuff can't be helped because it's a it's emotional thing you don't know like how your music resonates with people at what point in time your music may touch them you may save them they feel like or whatever you know, a lot of people, if they've listened to you long enough, they're, if they're fanatical about you, they feel like they know you. Of course. So sometimes they can't contain their emotions. And to tell you the truth, if you're an artist, I mean, I didn't exactly, I didn't exactly go down this journey not to be screamed at. I want to be screamed at. A little bit. You ever been sure. to somebody's big bit. show or opened up for somebody and seen how people, I want that same thing. So when it comes, I'm not mad at that. I think the etiquette comes where with this. Yeah, fans run up and they automatically doing this. Like, say, man, yeah, ask me. Phone. Yeah, but don't just throw th- a phone that's in my a part face. Of, ask me. That's yeah. a part of the etiquette, though. Like, people don't know what, like, what's overstepping. No, I, you I, know, I, and I they're charging these artists sometimes, and it's like, remember, you might not be that only one charging at this artist at this point, you know. And so, I think some people get mad and they just, you know, they black out too. And they just, they don't see nobody else. It's just like as if it was just one-on-one with that artist. Yeah, maybe it could and be some room reading. Like if you are exactly. if you do gangster music yeah. and somebody's charging, like, well, nigga, don't, <laughs> I don't, think don't you charge. That's that a little situation. crazy. You'll that's get not, shot. Don't chill out. Situation. Yeah, or at least knocked out. But also, if, if you are a woman, you can't be too tangible as well. People are getting a little too handsy. No, that's yeah. why I was like, like I've had a few situations where I'm like, okay, like, you know, you, you need to understand boundaries here like yeah you yeah can't just you need because it gets, it gets to be a little much at times you yeah, know and yeah. like i said uh i understand 
you know, viewing both sides where yeah. I could see like, you know, somebody might be fanning out. You might be this person's favorite artist of all time. But then again, you got to be able to read the situation because there's also probably another hundred, maybe a thousand, depending on how big the artist is, who also think that this is my favorite artist too. Yeah. And everybody can't rush this artist just like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's got to be a little bit of, there's levels to that shit. I yeah. Think. yeah. And uh, so those parts, I think, you know, that's where security is important. I think, uh, you know, where you put yourself in certain, you know, situations, all those things are, and, you know, and we see, I see you as like, you know, pretty big artist who's coming up. So, you know, I could imagine that some people are going to fan out and just kind of overstep and do things that they're not supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. you know, and just, just over excitement, you know, and I, I think, you know, especially as a woman, that's, it makes it maybe a little bit more dangerous sometimes. You get nervous. I don't get nervous really. I just kind I'm I'm cautious. I'm aware. That's important. I just I try to be really aware and just like pay attention to what's going on around me. And luckily, I you know work with a bunch of really awesome dudes who are pretty good deterrent for other dudes. We got faith with you. Yeah, I, I trust it already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, I'm I'm usually yeah, I'm not really. I wouldn't say I'm like scared of it or anything i'm just i'm i'm pretty aware it's always good to be aware yeah. at all times at yeah. least you know in in any situation i mean i'm the type that i go to just to go out to eat i'm always like eyeing the door evaluating the room <laughs> i think that's i gotta a know my thing, exits though. i think that's a dude thing <laughs> no it is, a, it is a dude thing <laughs> yeah right? i've noticed i've seen it and heard it multiple times already. i got enhanced not, by the military the, now it's like i can't can't see the door if i can't see the door yeah but most people know if, if we're going together hey no just let them sit there yeah, yeah. I always ask. I I'm like, are you first. comfortable <laughs> sitting here? Do you have a preference? Because I just, I don't care. Yeah. What are some, uh, is there any standout moments like after performances or during performances that you just carry with you that you remember like forever? Oh my God. I think one of them was at like South by like a couple years ago. Um, it was at Stubbs outside and mm -hmm. it was like, I think it fits like 2,000 or 2,500 people, but it was packed like all the way. And getting up there and performing and just like, it was the most ridiculous energy I've ever felt. It was, love. It was beautiful. It was a, it was a really awesome event put on by Dawa. Um, uh, but yeah, that was really incredible. Um, you said shows wise, right? That yeah, like sure. Performance. Yeah, yeah. So that that, was, that one obviously that is probably one of the most standout ones. That one's really cool. Um, I. I mean, a couple of shows that I've done are ridiculous. Like, I played at the Kennedy Center twice mm. in D.C., which was nuts because, like, the U.S. head of state or whatever, I don't even know what her actual title was, but, like, she, you know, she's there, and um, I'm performing, and so there's, like, all these government officials there and all this stuff. Oh, that's crazy. Was, like, this is, this is insane. And, um, and then another time I played in London... And that was crazy because it was like I was kind of like picked from like the U.S. to go represent the U.S. Oh, for this dope. like film premiere mm. that they were doing at the British Science Museum. So um, that was that was pretty insane, too. So like those moments and just kind of seeing the, the reception of like these government high up people who think that I'm like worthy of you know <laughs> representing. Yeah, um, that's awesome. It was was really awesome and super validating, and so that those were really insane. But 
Um, but yeah, I mean, like interacting with fans is always like. Oh yeah, especially from different areas. Like you know, like you said, you're, you're in London. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that experience alone was already insane as Nuts. it is. No. And I was gonna say maybe the uh, maybe DC was crazy, but then you said London. You followed up with that. Yeah. So I mean, for some of us who've never even been to that side, that's I'm pretty sure that's wild. And you have a whole different type of demographic too. It's totally different over there. A lot more love though. Yeah, it is. That's why I really want to go back and play there because everyone's like, man, the way that they love R and B and soul in Mm -hmm. historically, yeah, a lot of artists that we that we uh, when when music styles changed up, we forgot about the blues artists, the Little Richards and stuff like that. When we felt like they were played out, when they went over to London and England and stuff, it revamped their career. They got an appreciation that you know what I'm saying that revamped their whole career. Yeah. I think it's it's also important too for them because, or it makes it a little bit more important for them because they don't get to see you, maybe like yeah, you get yeah. to be seen in the states. Exactly. You, know, you you go on a tour and you might just stop there and they might not see you again for years. You know, yeah. and or maybe ever again for some artists. So you know, it's it's probably a you know, definitely a different experience for those people and they're really living it up and just really showcasing their excitement, opposed to like somebody who sees you maybe like all the time. Yeah. You know, so exactly. I could I could only imagine just any, especially anytime overseas. Yeah, they're always gonna like show a different kind of appreciation and thrill. You know, for for you being there, so that's I'm pretty sure that's an incredible feeling. It really is. Plus, there's a, a representation factor when you get over there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I see somebody that looks like me that's doing great things. So, mm-hmm. and it's rare that they get to see that. So yeah, that works as well. Are there any goals that you have in the future that's maybe off the beaten path like um maybe like theater or broadway or something or singing or any aspirations towards anything oh, like yeah that? i i've been i've been known to dabble a little bit in some, <laughs> some acting here and there um yeah i've been trying to like you know do a little bit more acting every once in a while and just kind of like um see where that may take me um and then yeah, I mean, I, I've really always wanted to do some more, like, philanthropic work. Mm-hmm. So that's probably something that, you know, I see maybe in a couple of years I think I'll be, like, really doing mm. it. I kind of, I work with organizations now, but I would like to start something of my own. Um, what particular mission pulls at your heart, like, right now? Oh, for me right now, it's definitely, like, um, immigration refugees and stuff like that um the the thing that i did in dc was for world refugee day right and so and then i work with an organization in austin that helps um people who come to like the central texas area um it's called american gateways so they help people who come to the central texas area and have like any type of immigration asylum seeking issues Mm -hmm, you know whether they're being like sex trafficked or like they just have, were born here and they don't have their papers or whatever. And I just thought they were a really cool intersection of like me being Ethiopian. They right. do have helped many Ethiopians. Um, but you know, they help people literally from everywhere, but it's a cool intersection from the like international world to like a local community. Right. Um, but they help them with like all their legal stuff, which there's so many people who need so help. Bad. <laughs> like it's, it's mind blowing how many people just are seeking this type of help or like people who just, want to be somewhere, try to get somewhere, and they just don't have the resource to or, you know, the assistance or the money. Yeah. You know, it, 
it's good that you're focused on that or you want to, you know, do something like that because there is a lot of people in need. Mm-hmm. And they need a voice to counter to counterbalance uh, the demonization. Yes. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Because a lot of times there's no empathy there because there's a lot of uh, demonization yeah. towards specific communities and specific type of immigrants and not others. Mm-hmm. So you need a you need a face to counterbalance that. Yeah, it's it's a it really means like everything to me because it's just you see them. I've grown up with them. I've known their family members, you know, and then, you know, with the organization that I'm with in Austin called American Gateways, they they have these luncheons once a year for fundraising. But they they'll like bring in real life people and they tell their stories and they're like heartbreaking because it's like. These are not people trying to do anything bad. They literally nope. just want to work and live and not die. Like yeah, they just don't want to die. Just want to raise your family. And that's all they want to do. And so, um, but yeah, that's definitely one of my um, bigger aspirations, and you know, something that's really near and dear to my heart. No, that's, that's super that, dope. That's super dope, and that's why I was like. Was it in general you have a specific because if it's specific, it needs to be heard for yeah. sure. Oh, well, thank you for asking me that. And, and this is Texas. So that needs to be talked like immigration. <laughs> and it's right now. Yep. So <laughs> Yeah, we got a lot of shit going yeah, on. Yeah, right we now. got so much shit going on right <laughs> yeah. now. Oh God. And yeah. it's crazy too because, you know, I think that all of us how we, you know, we're involved in like, you know, I, this is all considered to me as entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that there there is still a lot of stuff going on around that, you know, whether we're focused on our thing. We can't help but to notice like what's also going on in our backyard, and we have to we have to use our voices and yeah. our platform. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's a lot of wild stuff going on, and uh, you know, I try to keep up with some stuff, but it's like it's overwhelming sometimes for me, at least. Where it it's just like every day is something new. It's like whether well, something bad going on, uh, an issue at the border. There's something you know, crime here, crime there. You know, it's always something. So, it, it, as much as it is. A hassle too, and I relate to a lot of like the people who try to come into this country because I still have family who doesn't live here, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and some have like you know they're already used to where they're at. Some eventually were able to make it over. I have an uncle who just barely made it like a couple years ago. Yeah, yo, he's in his like late sixties already, and it takes forever. That's the problem. It, yeah, it does. It took him forever, and, and, and they're yeah. talking about forever. that. They're talking about that right now. That's a really big type topic that it shouldn't take that long. No. It's crazy. No. You know I mean, what I'm saying? It took my my grandmother, um, and yeah, it took my grandmother like seven yep. years. About seven is an average of seven. Seven years to get here. Yeah. No, I mean blood gra- grandmother. Like, there's no like I I don't know. And, and my father was here. Like, you know, everyone was here. But it's yeah, it's a it's a broken system, and there's a lot of people. I can't imagine. Like, I think it's a deterrent. I think it's used as a deterrent. I think it. What? The the amount of like how long. It takes as a deterrent. They want you to give up. I mean, I, I so? guess. I mean, sure. I, I think it's. I don't think things. If they are don't fix accidental. it, clearly. I mean, but it's such a. I don't know. I just. I just try my best to support the people that know how to kind of deal with the system. Yeah. I don't know what to do about it, but I can just give a voice to. Yeah, or at least try to join too. forces with people who are more familiar in that exactly. yeah, that category. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, hopefully you. You know, you help a lot of people when you do get more involved in that. As the years go by, I'm pretty sure you're going to do a lot more here and there. I hope so. Um, because, there is, like I said, there's a lot of people in need, a lot of people mm-hmm. who do need help to this day, and it's forever going to be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, man, it's 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 wild. And, like, you know, even like you mentioned, 
there's people with families here already. And they just can't get grandmother over here. They can't get their uncle over here, you know, a sister maybe. Yeah. And it's like, damn, like, we're just trying to have everybody together. And there's, there are a lot of people who are just trying to make a living, just yeah. trying to work and, yeah. you know, just, you know, they can't get here. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes the best thing you could do is just give it a face. Mm-hmm. Give them a face. Give them mm-hmm. a voice. Because it's going to be expected. You, did you see all the issues that DJ Khaled got into? I see. I heard some of it. Wait, what issues did he get into? He's I know most, he didn't he's say anything. He's the most famous, most popular Palestinian. Palestinian and didn't say. Yeah. He ain't got nothing shit. to say. Oh, like and about, they, they gave, about they his people? said the same thing to Drake, too. Yeah. Because he ain't have nothing to say. Oh. Being half Jewish. He's half Jewish. He don't have an opinion. Does that count? Just kidding. Too soon? <laughs> 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 this, my friend, is a callback. <laughs> She's learned it. It's a callback. But, um, yeah, you... You know, not having a ha- not having an opinion, one way or another, it's hard. You know, I don't know how you could be DJ Colin not have. You don't got nothing to say. Yeah, that's a little nuts. You got nothing. I don't know what's going on in his life, but I'm I'm sure it ain't. Now, do you feel like I do have a question because you brought that up? Do you feel like certain people of certain status, uh, maybe fame status, you think they're required to say something? I think that if they've it, never been a speaker. That's a hard that's a hard situation not to have an opinion on. When you are the most famous of that. That's and you and, and you I think that's a hard maybe not all the time if you're ignorant to the situation or you don't, you know, you're not as knowledgeable and you don't want to put yourself out there to sound goofy. But, but I kind of I kind of wonder though because is it because he's famous here? Famous to us? No, he's famous but he's the most famous Palestinian like period. Well, I, I, I might disagree, but who? Well, because there's other people that we don't know. It's for example, like the other day, and you know, some of us view like, for example, LeBron James is probably one of the most famous faces now in sports in the world, right? Mm-hmm. But there's various athletes who are viewed as viewed, you know, viewed in in their sports, right? In their sport, whatever they play, and they are more famous, whether it's social media famous, whatever, and more people go and see them. Than those of LeBron, like who go see LeBron James. I understand what you're saying. You're like saying between like a Ronaldo and a Messi and a LeBron. Sure, globally famous, globally famous. So you may have some. That's what I'm saying. Is is Khaled there? You may have some Palestinians that are famous around that area. Sure. Globally, when you when you show his picture, Mm -hmm. people can put a name to it. Palestinian wise, maybe. Give me somebody else. Well, that I don't know. That's true. A lot of people just. I didn't until this. I knew. I won't. I won't. Yeah, but you're one person. I did not. Most of the people in this room didn't even know until okay, recently. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Think about the concept of it, though. Well, not this. If moment. you did know he was Palestinian, know. you still know his face. You know his voice. You know stuff like that globally. So if they if they equate, if they tell you he's Palestinian, sure. you already know him. He's globally famous, but now you know he's Palestinian. It's still the same point. You know what I'm saying? Even if he never advertised it, he's still globally famous. And once they put nationality to it, now he's the most famous of that nationality. But is he required to speak? I think that it's a hard position for him to be in that that situation and not have anything to say. There could be other people in different situations. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the LeBron James China thing. He didn't necessarily have to say anything. He said something. And he got in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. He didn't necessarily have to say something about that. 
But if there is an, an issue within our community that's happening, I think that he feels like he's supposed to speak and we feel like he is supposed to yeah. speak. Same thing with Michael Jordan. We had a problem with Michael Jordan not saying anything. And the times before he did start saying things, he would say stuff like, well, you know, Republicans, everybody sell sneakers too, and he would invest in jails. But then when we would have issues, he wouldn't speak to it. We had a problem with that. So if you're the most famous, you gotta, you cannot have an opinion because not having an opinion is having an opinion. But I, th- I think that does, it still doesn't answer my question. I think that he should. So yes. you think he's required? I think he's required. I don't know. I might disagree. I think you just wanted to answer. No, so I, I, I just think that if, 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 anything, if somebody doesn't if want, anything, if somebody doesn't want to speak, and they usually don't speak on certain things, whether it's politics, whether it's whatever's going on in another country, and they don't, maybe they don't, whether it's they don't feel informed, whether it's they just don't look into that, they're busy with their own lives. I don't know if everybody's necessarily required to speak, even, regardless of your even fame. if you're not informed, you could say, "I just want peace on either side." Is that wrong? It's going to be wrong to somebody because somebody's going to say it's not enough. Peace is wrong to somebody. Is There's something wrong with that person. If I just say, hey, I don't know all the politics that's mm-hmm. going on, but I just want peace for everybody. Sure. If you have a problem with peace, that's your problem. What I'm asking for is peace. I didn't ask for a ceasefire. I didn't ask for any other stuff. I'm not knowledgeable on all of this stuff. But as the most famous of my community, and you see how they're being devastated, hey, man, I just want peace. You are required to say something. If you were achieving a platform, there is a responsibility that comes with that. You understand what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I, don't, think I, that you, that I don't think that you get away with just not saying anything and just reaping benefits without, without accepting somewhat of responsibility. You know what I'm saying? You can't watch something and not feel nothing. If you feel something, mm-hmm. you should say something. At least say, I just want peace for everybody. At least say something. Don't just sit back and just hold on to everything and just watch people that could be watch your relatives crumble. just be die. You know what I'm saying? Say something. I hear that. I think, I, I think just from like whether I, whether I feel like it's right or wrong. Yeah. I understand not saying nothing yeah. if you don't feel informed. Exactly, and that's really the point I was trying to make because, of course, if it's if we were in that level, I would assume that you know, if I had to speak on behalf, of, especially like if something was going on in my family's country or something. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, I feel like I would be the one to speak if I was at a certain level of fame. But that would, that's me. You know, I feel like I would have to do that. It'd be my responsibility. But I also can't say that my responsibility is going to be the same viewpoint and the feel of everybody else, you know. And some people like to be silent. They just back off. They don't want to be involved. You know, sometimes they speak, they worry about getting in trouble, you know, things of that sort. Yeah, I, I, I get you. I, I think maybe we're just coming from, like, like, we're both coming from our point of views, but I wouldn't feel comfortable selling you a product and when you're hurt and I ain't got nothing to say, yeah. just buy my stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just buy my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't, I don't know if you're, I think for me the issue is the word required. So I don't necessarily know if it's required. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think as... Or obligated. Yeah. I do think as a public figure, saying something can have an impact. However, I don't know... I don't know the ins and outs of that man's life. I don't know. I don't even know how much. I mean, we know how much he uses Snapchat and all that stuff, but <laughs> he's but, obviously social media active. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, yeah he clearly active. knows how to use it. But um, I don't know. I just think that I don't know his particular situation. I don't know what it is. I do think it would be great if he would at least say 
something like that. But I just, at the same time, I don't know if I would require it or obligate someone to that because I, I have seen like a friend of mine who's a major, huge influencer who's half Palestinian. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm only posting about this once. I just want peace. I don't think it's fair. And then like, literally has not said anything about it again for months but like i would prefer Khaled yeah. to say something about peace over continuous videos of god did <laughs> i think i would rather hear that i think i think if if you i would, think we heard that part enough i think if you would take the social media and celebrate a world cup then you could say something if there'd be a massacre yeah this is true. that's fair i'm okay. sure he would drape himself in the flag if they won the world cup and he'd have something to say all right that at is, least say peace. That is, yeah, that is a good point. That is a good point. If if your if your country's succeeded in something God, like a World Cup, yeah. would you be out here? You'll be out that's there. A good, that's Don't a good. Don't celebrate point. in the good and then got nothing to say in the bad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just buy my shit. That's a good point. I got nothing to say. Buy my shit. Is he still selling? He'll always <laughs> he'll always come with a he'll always come with something. Maybe. I didn't even I don't know. People still check for him the way they used to. I don't know. He's. I, I think he's one of those. I think that Khaled is at this point now where he's household name. I think he could. He's snoopish. Everybody seems to somehow, some way, know him, or you know something about him. DJ. He's loud Everybody enough. Knows, yeah, he's loud yeah, enough wow. to where old people know him and young people know him at the same time. That's fair. You could do. Somebody could do something when they see him. So, now, transitioning out of there. I know you got. You guys probably got to go, but. Um, what what is what is coming up? Like, do you have any new like projects this year that you're looking forward to doing, or um, they are already in the works? Yeah, so I put out my recent my last album at the end of September. Um, so this year is just like a bunch of shows, kind of showcasing that album. It's called Canon Metis, Wiser Than God's Immortal Men. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. I'm proud of that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then I'm super excited that I'm going to have a show here in San Antonio at the new Stable Hall, which mm. is in the Pearl, and it's really beautiful, yeah. actually. Pearl I love rocking. the Pearl area. Pearl is rocking. And this this venue, have y'all seen it? No. It is, it's like that circle thing that's, like, on the side of the Pearl. You know what I'm talking about? It used to be Big a Big circle space? Yeah. Okay, I think I know, I think based on the description, I think I know what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, like, every time I went there, I would, like, see it, and I'm like, what's this yeah. rotund thing? But, um, yeah, no, it's a beautiful, beautiful venue. So I'll be doing that on 210 Day on February 10th. That's so, fire. yeah. We'll have to pull up. Yeah. With, uh, with Xavier Omar. <laughs> and he's actually from here. Yeah. So, I fucks with XO. Yes. So I really do. we're super excited for that. And, um, who knows? Maybe we'll do a song together or something. I mean, we have a couple of songs, but we might do them. That would be super dope. Yeah. I just recently found out that EXO was from San. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because I've been fucking with his music for a minute, but I didn't know he's from here. So. Yeah. He That's is. super dope. So man. we have that and yeah, a bunch of more shows coming up that I haven't announced yet. So. Super dope, man. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I know for me, I'll try to make an effort to to come out. It's on the tenth. Yes. February tenth. Saturday, February tenth. Okay, okay. We'll make sure to, you know, plug that in on social media too. Yes, sir. Um, and then uh, I know you had the, the most recent songs that I was able to find were some of the Christmas ones you did over the... I did, yeah. yeah which was, it was pretty dope. I, I was like, listen, Christmas. I was like, I'll be real. I think anybody who knows me knows I'm not a Christmas music fan. Uh-huh. I don't like any holiday type of music. That's, oh. that's crazy. Why? I don't even celebrate Christmas. I love Christmas music. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, don't let Mariah I, Carey. I do too. That's the, only, fuck you that's up, the main song I do like is the Mariah Carey one. Yeah. That's what you like? It's the way it sounds. It's all not necessarily the content. Scene. You're all over the place, man. Man, don't worry about me. <laughs> but but uh, is there any... I, we usually sometimes we'll play a song like at the end of episodes. Is there a particular song that you kind of want to, you know, let um, people hear? Who maybe who are first time hearing you? Man, we could do the wave. The wave yeah. is that? Which project is that on? This last one. What the was the wave. Matthew McConaughey thing? Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, oh, from the photo. Fo- yeah. Yeah. So he had this idea. My dear friend Matthew had a uh, idea to make a song as an anthem for the new, we got a new, like, um, what's it called? Like, it's not a stadium, but we got a new venue mm-hmm. um, in Austin and the UT basketball team plays there. Mm. So he wanted to make, like, this anthem song and the place is called the Moody Theater or the Moody Center. We have, like, three Moody's. Um, but, yeah, so he came up with this idea called Bless the Mood. And um, they wanted a singer and they hit me up and asked if I would like to do that. And I said, absolutely fucking yes. And then, um, yeah, so we spent two days in the studio getting this song together and making a music video. My wife would, my wife would hate you. Yeah, <laughs> many women do. Many women do right yeah. now. So. Shoot, that, that's a question for men, everybody men, probably. Everybody. Everybody got male All crushes the on them too. I've been yeah. making fun of them for years out of jealousy. No, he's, he's actually really nice. He's yeah. actually really nice yeah. and really cool. He's a hater. I am a hater, yeah. man. He's a fucking hater. Yeah. Hey. Yo, shout out to Matthew. <laughs> man, hey, you know, I will say I was watching, uh, I barely watched True Detective. Uh-huh. I'm late to the party, I know. Good gracious. I know, boy. don't worry about it. But Matthew's performance, though, wait till season you, one. Uh-uh. He's incredible. Wait till you see Mahershala. Oh, I've heard, I've heard season four is, is that shit. But, hey, this is the song Wave. Once again, thank you for showing up. Oh, yes. thank you for having me. Gracing us with the presence. <laughs> Faye, Faye, appreciate you coming through, Faye. Next time we're going to get you in front of the camera. You got to get yeah. on the camera, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, make sure y'all go check her out on the 10th if you're in San Antonio. Yes, sir. Uh, what was the venue again? Stable Hall at the Stable Pearl. Hall. That's a new venue, right? It's a new venue, Brandon. On the 10th time? Uh, I think doors are at 7. 7 o'clock. Prime yeah. Time. Super dope. Tickets this- are on stablehall.com. Mm. Go get it. <laughs> hey, man, this is the song called Wave by Maylot. There we go. Diamonds floating down the river, down the river for you. Not sure Happy. Happy. 
I'm good.